Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 20 of Revelation chapter 22. We're going to be reading verse 17. And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that is athirst come, and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. And I'll stop there, and we can see that God is emphasizing the desire of the Spirit and the Bride and uh, him that heareth and him that is athirst for the coming of the Lord. Come, as it says in verse 20 of this same chapter, um, come, Lord Jesus. As, as uh, Christ testifies, surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. And that's what's in view here with uh, this Greek word. Uh, that's translated as come. It's Strong's number 2064, and we find it three times in verse 17, and there's no doubt as to what's in view by this expressed desire to come. Uh, for instance, uh, actually, we'll look at several places. Matthew 24, verse 42. Watch, therefore... For ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. Verse 44 of Matthew chapter 24. Therefore, be also ready. For in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. Verse 46. Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Verse 48. But, and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming. Come, 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 over and over again. In Matthew 25, verse 10, And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Verse 13 of Matthew 25, Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. It, it's, it's said um, many, many times, in many, many places, the coming of Christ in judgment at the end of the world is stated so many times, I didn't count it, but but repeatedly in Mark 13, verses 35 and 36. Watch ye therefore, for ye know not when the master of the house cometh, at even, or at midnight, or at the cock crowing, or in the morning. Lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. The, the coming of the Lord is referred to in John chapter 21 and in verse 22. Jesus saith unto him, If I will that he tarry till I come. What is that to thee? Follow thou me. And it was repeated in verse 23 
of John 21, If I will that he tarry till I come. What is that to thee? Till I come. Hebrews chapter 10 says in verse 37, For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come, and will not tarry. Or a verse we've looked at a few times now in Jude, and in verse 14, And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints. The Lord cometh. In Revelation 1, verse 4, John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come and from the seven spirits which are before his throne. In verse 7, Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him. And they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. The Lord Jesus is coming. He's coming. Now, We've learned his coming is in stages. He came upon the churches as a thief when he removed the candlestick from them and brought judgment. Judgment began at the house of God. May 21, 1988, Christ came to begin the judgment process, the final judgment at the end of the world. And, and so he came spiritually on the church, and then on May 21, 2011, he came as a thief in the night, spiritually, a spiritual judgment on the world, as he removed the gospel blessings from the earth. And he he ended his salvation program. He came to begin the judgment, as judgment day began, but judgment day is a prolonged period of time most likely 1,600 days, and October 7th, 2015 is the 1,600th day, and the 10,000th day also since Christ came upon the church way back May 21, 1988. And therefore, October 7th, 2015 is very likely the concluding day of the Lord Jesus Christ coming And on that day, he completes this 10,000-day spiritual judgment, and and he comes um, in a concluding way to end the world and and to take his people out of this world. They'll be raised up. The living will be raptured. the, The dead bodies of the saints will be resurrected, and all will join the Lord and forever be with the Lord in the new heaven and in the new earth. And that is all part of Christ's coming and God's people, God's people as well as God, because it says the Spirit, and who's the Spirit? Eternal God. God is one God, 
but he reveals himself as three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And the Spirit says, along with the bride, the Spirit and the bride say, the Spirit speaks because the Spirit is a person, come, come. And and it is expressing the desire of God himself to complete his work in this world, to to finish what he has begun, uh, to finalize the judgment, to finalize the promise to his saints of their salvation. They've only received the down payment, most of them, of a new resurrected soul. Now, when he comes, he will complete their salvation and give them new resurrected bodies. He needs to finalize his promises to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, and to all their seed concerning the promise of inheriting the land, the land of Canaan, the the new earth, in which God will give it to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all their seed, all the elect, as an eternal inheritance. So the Spirit desires fulfillment of all Scripture, of all the promises of God, and so the Spirit says also, come. That is, it is the will of God. It is his intention, his desire, according to his word that, that cannot be changed, according to the word of God that is faithful and true, that Christ come. And not only the Spirit, but the bride. The bride also agrees with the Spirit and says, Come, come, as again, verse 20 of this chapter says, He which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly. And then it's as though the people of God respond, Amen, even so come, Lord Jesus. We we want God to come. We want Christ to come. And, and uh, people who hear about the end of the world, who hear uh, about a date, and, and people of the world, uh, they, they can't stand the thought of it. It's like you're bringing up the most unpleasant topic possible because they love this world, they love the things of the world. This is all they're ever going to have. They want to enjoy it as much as possible. They don't even want the thought of this world ending to arise. They they don't want to discuss it or look into it. And this is their inheritance. This is all they're going to get. And they want to enjoy it. So leave them alone is, is basically the mindset of the world. It, it's sort of like bringing up the topic of death. The world does not deal well with death or the end, because the end, of course, would bring death. And uh, the people of the world really live all their lifetimes subject to bondage concerning death. They are very much like the ostrich that sticks its head in the sand. They don't want to know anything about it. If forced to, circumstances uh, at times when death enters into a family, force them to deal with it and 
uh, people don't deal with it very well in the world. Uh, they they much um, prefer, they would much rather concentrate on everyday affairs and 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 just think about today and 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 speak as though you're going to live forever even though everyone knows they'll not live forever and speak as though this world will continue forever even though everyone should know this world will not continue forever that's the nature of the world they they don't want to deal with that topic and and you know uh, it's funny how the secular mind accuses the child of God of being weak-minded. You know, we're, uh, according to them, some of them, we're just um, in need of a crutch. We, we can't handle life, and we can't handle the stress or, or whatever of life. And, and yet, isn't it interesting, the child of God has no problem whatsoever looking at the most serious of topics like death, uh, and the end of the world, and and we can discuss it as much as we would want to, as much as um, the Bible speaks of it. We have no problem with it, and and yet with the world's a hot potato, they can't wait to get rid of. And who's really the weak-minded one? Who who has the phobia? Who has the deep-seated fear in in their being? Concerning these things, it's why they lash out. It, it's why um, they're sometimes hostile, and and why they ridicule and mock. They're they're trying to let you know I don't like this one bit, and so I'm going to let you have it, so you don't bring this topic up. And of course, the child of God uh, doesn't care for the threats of the world. And their reviling means nothing to us because we're concerned about pleasing God. But, you know, it's also interesting that the ones that are the most hostile to the thought or the idea of the coming of Christ in a specific time, like October 7th, 2015, are those within the churches and congregations. Now, they would say, well, that's because you're going contrary to the Bible. The Bible says no man knows a day or hour. But that's not true. First of all, they're they're incorrect in their understanding of that. And really, their, their hastiness to turn to that verse, to whip it out, and, and they've been trained well by the apostate churches of our day, they whip it out as to ward off discussion to tell you and let you know, just like the unsaved of the world um, let you know, this is not a discussion we want to have. You're, you're treading on ground that ought not to be tread upon. And, and in other words, we're talking about death and the end of the world. And deep down, those in the churches are unsaved people. And they have the fear, the phobia of death and the end of the world, just like the people outside of the churches. And yet they have a defense against this topic coming from the Bible, the misapplication of a scripture. Here, they pull it out. No man knows a day or hour, and then they'll curse you, and they'll call you a heretic, and they'll call you a false prophet, 
And it's basically the world's mindset and attitude of attack and come against what is being declared in order to stop the child of God, to turn you back. So this topic doesn't appear on their Facebook page or or they don't receive a track about it or or they just don't hear about it at all. They want to force those that would bring this message to stop them from declaring it. And and again, it's the deep-seated fear that every unsaved person has. They, they do not handle death, nor the end of the world will. But as far as the child of God, the true believer, when the true believer hears information about the approaching end, the completion of judgment, the coming of the Lord, well, you can see how the desire is expressed here. The Spirit and the Bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, let him that is athirst come. Or as verse 20 says, when the Lord says, Surely I come quickly, Amen. That is, uh, yes, truly, I agree. I hope that is so. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. The desire of the child of God is for Christ to come. Now, we don't just accept any information. There's a lot of people that mishandle the Bible in every department and in every doctrine today. And the believer is fully aware of that. It's in the churches and out of the churches. People mishandle scripture and there, there's no hope for the child of God in uh, a doctrine that uh, if someone were to say, well, I had a dream where God gave me a vision and he told me he's coming on such and such a date. Well, the, the child of God does not uh, go along with that and we don't uh, check that out because we know from the very beginning it's contrary to the Bible. No, even in this same chapter, in the next verse, God's going to say, do not add unto his word, nor subtract, because the Bible is the complete message of God. And so the child of God listens carefully. What is your source? What is your source when you say the the church age is over, Christ came as a judge on the church, or or uh, May 21, 2011 began Judgment Day and October 7th, 2015 very likely concludes it and brings the end of the world. What is your source? Well, E-Bible Fellowship says it's the Bible. It's the Bible. We compare Scripture with Scripture. We harmonize our conclusions. Only the Bible. No dreams, no visions, no tongues, no adding or subtracting from the Word of God, just the whole Bible. And so the true believer says, okay, that's the correct source. That's the correct source. So let me listen a little closer and see what they're saying. And and then, you know, they, they begin to check it out because there is no prejudice with the child of God concerning the topic of death or the end of the world. We have no fear in that area. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, 
the Bible tells us, because he's delivered us from death. He's delivered us where if we die, it's gain. If the world were to end, we enter into the joy of the Lord, into a new heaven, a new earth, with a new body. It's all positive for the child of God, and that makes us objective or open to searching the Bible to see if it's so. Look what God says in Second Peter chapter 3, in Second Peter 3, beginning in verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come. There it is again, that word. The day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heaven shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens, being on fire, shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Did you catch that statement in verse 12? Looking for, and and that's a word where, of course, you're looking in the Bible with an intense gaze, Looking for and hasting. That implies, um, come quickly. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Even so, amen. This is the desire of God's people. If someone comes along and says, here is a strong possibility from the Bible that Christ will come. Well, right away we know, okay, they're talking about the end of the world. The Bible talks about the end of the world. They're talking about Christ's coming. The Bible throughout speaks of Christ's coming finally to complete all things. They're using the Bible alone, nothing added or subtracted, and that's correct. And then the child of God will listen to how the Bible's being used. Are they... Are they reading a scripture and then just uh, using that as like a jumping point for their own thoughts and ideas? No, 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 they're, they're going to the words. They're seeing how those words are used in other places. They're comparing scripture with scripture. It seems they're doing so carefully and they're, they're taking care to harmonize their conclusions. So this is a serious effort to see what the Bible has to say concerning the coming of the Lord, let me look further. It it matches the desire of the child of God, and so they begin to investigate the information even more, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God. Uh, th- this is what the people of God are inclined to do 
by the Spirit of God within them as well. It's not just the child of God and the born-again soul, but the Spirit has the like mind. Come, come, Lord Jesus, come quickly. And and so the Spirit of God within the one that God has saved agrees. There's full agreement. Uh, it's a, a matched desire on God's part and the newly born again soul or the, the individual who has received a born again soul to see the Lord come. And, and, and so, uh, this, uh, is why God's people are so interested and so desirous and look for with hope and expectation to that day because, well, it's all wonderful for the child of God. We, of course, uh, we have loved ones and we pray for them and we would want no harm to come to them. But above all, we desire God's will be done, his perfect will, perfect for us and perfect for every human being, perfect for this world. The, the perfect will of God is to end this sin-cursed earth, to end the rebellion of sinful man, and to start anew with a new heaven and new earth, and completely made, again, um, new creatures that will do the will of God. That is according to the perfect will of God, and God's people desire that His will be done. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.